Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiast with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com. G'day everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the Market Watch podcast is proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. It is the home of the best of the best multis, we know that. Uh, tell you what, it's been a cracking week, uh, can't wait to get to this lunch bed update. Anyway, anyway, before we do that, the usual suspects are in attendance. I'm talking about Tristan Merlihan, the number one seed up there at Top Sport. We're well, speaking of Top's uh, number one seeds, we might speak about Novak Djokovic as well and of course jared condon from reading the play reading the play.com.au how are we gentlemen yeah very good jimmy and we've um i've had you on mute for the last hour or so while she's been going through all the lunch bet tales and telling us about your uh your leads and got, got my phone up and running which is disappointing as well because i've received plenty of giffies over the last while but no it's uh it's it's, it's been a great week we're probably a little bit disappointing the way the um the NFL unfolded with the, with the injury to Purdy early in the in the process, which obviously uh, ruined what was going to be a really really good game. But then we got a cracker in the second leg, and then obviously big bash finals. The big matches are here, uh, lacking a little bit of the star power. But uh, anyone that took the uh, the two twenty five that Jimmy talked everyone into a few weeks ago is very very happy with themselves. Uh, Jimmy, you're just on an absolute roll at the moment. I have to take my hat off to you, much as it does annoy me. <laughs> uh, another lunch bet. You've got the BBL right. I mean, not only did you buy one farm down at Camden, you're probably in the process of a second one right now. Uh, you've been on a great roll. And, yes, we'll get into the NFL in a moment. Very disappointing uh, game one. Absolute cracker game two. Pretty keen about who I think might win the Super Bowl, so we'll get to that. And, Jimmy, we're only weeks away from the NRL season starting. Well, we hope. <laughs> No, but the latest coming out over the th- the two days of talks, and of course the third day was today, uh, filming on, uh, yeah, filming and recording on a Thursday. So, um, the great progress made around the NRLW, um, but let's see how it plays out for the men. I've got no doubt, Jared, that there will be no strike action because that's not going to do any good for anyone or anything. So um, that is. It's not even a last resort. You just don't get to that. The one thing I will say, so uh, just to put my hand up too, AJ Brown, I'm just far too much run game from the Philadelphia Eagles, I would have thought. A bit more passing from Jalen Hurts. But anyway, so I missed out on that. Jimmy, did you know he did not receive the ball after the first quarter? Yeah. He four receptions. I think he averaged seven and a half, seven and a half yards per reception. And then um, anyway, they had great success with their, their run game. So... Um, no doubt that um, Nick Seriani's pulling in the right rein. He's into a Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, there were there were extenuating circumstances around that, no doubt. Um, all right, uh, you better uh, give us a bit of an update on uh, what's happening. Re uh, pass it on clothing, Tristan. Uh, we've got a number of lunch bets that also come with a fifty dollar fine or donation, whichever way we, we'd like to describe it. And then of course, I think we've been having some success with our with our um, bonus bets as well. Yeah, we have. We've, we've got a nice little kitty of 2,222. So Richie would be very, very happy with, uh, nice. with us here. So we've been, uh, yeah, a couple of, uh, couple of us tipped in our donation or fine, as you say. I think there's still a little bit more to come. So 
but we got a return there of the unders in the Cincinnati Kansas game. So that was that was the result we got on the weekend, um, as well as San Fran at the minus. Oh, that was a week before, should I say? Yeah. So the the return we got was the under forty seven and a half in the Cincinnati Kansas game, and then a few little uh, donations as well on top of it. So two 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 two. Uh, very good, very good. Jared, uh, do, do you have the lunch bet table here? Here I am rifling through the notes that you send through on a weekly basis. I'm looking for it. I can't find it. Are you able to help with that, Jared? Uh, Jimmy, as we did discuss on the way into uh, doing the podcast today, uh, I didn't get the notes through to you today, and it wasn't because I wanted to not disclose how good you're uh, going at the moment, but you did pick up another plus two. So hopefully that puts you at about plus two uh, overall for the start of the year. But yes, you did get one back on uh, on me and one back on Tri- on Tristan. So um, you're on a roll at the moment, probably somewhere about plus seven. Might have to fudge the numbers before next week. Hey, wouldn't be right if we didn't have some rubbery figures there, right? So that's that's <laughs> the way it does play out. Uh, now speaking of the BBL, as we are recording, we've got the challenger tonight so you might get this after the challenger has been played we need to determine who's taking on the Perth scorchers but that market has swung around and they've they've shortened right up and it's interesting to hear now Tristan that the organizers of the BBL are saying oh the scorchers and the sixes they're too good it's like well don't drag them back drag everyone up to them oh well and 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 that's right and 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 I think like I suppose from my perspective obviously being up here in Queensland the Heat have been uh, probably underperforming the last few years, and then you see them get a little bit of momentum and some of the, the performances they've put on in the last couple of weeks with, with the likes of Kawaja and Lubbershane and, and Renshaw just going crazy. It's been really, really good to see. And now we get to the Challenger final and, and none of them are in play. Obviously, no Steve Smith for the Sixers as well. It's the same for all teams. But to me, that just logically doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, we've got a $1.42 the Sixers, $2.86 the Heat, um, you know, and, and and Perth are very, very worthy of uh, of being in the final, and, and I'd say whatever happens, they'd be very, very f- firm favourites as well. But I just think that'd be something I'd love to see resolved. That once we get to the, these big games, we've got the star power there to really captivate. Because imagine turning on this game tonight on a Thursday, you got Steve Smith on one side, you've got Kawaja, uh, you got Renshaw, and and Lover Shane as well. Like it will be an absolute cracker. It'll be close to pick him, and it will be an absolutely fantastic event. It's not to be. It's still going to be a great game. We're going to see a couple of the youngsters come through. But uh, yeah, that, that that is one little disappointing element for my side. So I was looking at um, BBL one. The final was played between the Scorchers and the Sixers at the WACA ground, um, and it just goes to the point that you're making 61 games this season, 43 games next season. And that game in the first year was played on January 28th. So that makes a whole lot more sense. Those players could have been involved because you're exactly right. Here we are. It's a school night. We'll probably get 20,000 at the SCG, but there should be 35,000 if those all those players were there and it wasn't a school night. So um, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But yeah, scorches are going to be tight on that one. Here's the other thing that someone brought up is a really good point during the course of the week. Why would they, why wouldn't they not play it on a Wednesday, give the team an extra day to get across to WA. Now you don't know that WA is going to make it, but there's a fair chance of it. Um, So they've let themselves short there again, 50,000 tickets sold already for Optus stadium on Saturday night. They love their scorches over there. Usman eventually got to India via Melbourne and a visa issue, but he's going to join his teammates over there for the series after the Allen border medal on Monday night. What's the market saying now, Tristan, for this India series, which is not so much the final frontier, but certainly they've struggled there 
the Australians. I was reading about their 4-0 loss back in 2013. That was the legendary homework gate that basically cost, cost Mickey Arthur his job. Yeah, well, India, despite Australia being in such good form uh, in the red ball cricket, the Indians are firm favourites to win the series. $1.60 to win it, $5 the drawn series, and the Aussies at $4. So very, very rough. Just looking at the series score, India to go 4 nil is $8. Uh, India, the favourite option is 2-1 at $4.75, then 3-1 at $6. The shortest of the Aussie options is 2-1 Australia at $8. So plenty of different options there. Just looking at the match market, which of course starts this time next week, um, around 3 o'clock, so it's a great viewing time slot. India $1.83 to win the first test. Australia $3.60 and the draw is $3.90. So... Uh, we're going to have all of our extra markets up in the next few days. So check them all out early next week. And then the other one I want to ask you just before we get to uh, what's happening over there in the Super Bowl and the conference championship matches, um, uh, Novak Djokovic was incredibly short despite the fact that he had the hamstring tear. And that was right from the start. But Irina Sabalenka would have been an interesting one. That was a fantastic women's final. It was a fantastic final and it was close to picking that final uh, at the outset. And, um, uh, we, we actually took some some uh, some punters got on at some nice odds there. It was obviously Novak was very very firm the entirety of the lead up to the tournament, but the ladies side of things uh, there was a lot of differing opinions at various times. But yeah, she was very impressive. Novak, I, I thought that that game was a high quality game, and and you know those tie breaks can go either way. I, I was you know if if he had a drop one of those tie breaks and Novak not playing so much tennis, you never know what could happen there if it gets into a fourth or a fifth fifth te- uh, fifth set, but. He's just been so good this tournament. To think he's done it under an injury cloud, I know there's uh, some dispute over how uh, how legitimate it is or otherwise, but you know either way, he's just blown every one of his opponents away. It's been very impressive to watch. And uh, now with the change in rules in America as well, he's got that opportunity to win the the uh, the Grand Slam now. So um, certainly uh, he's going to be the man to beat. I, I, I think if he can get over Fran- uh, the French Open, depending on how Rafa comes back, um, I think it's going to be a very exciting year for Novak. Australian Open tournament director Craig Tiley assures me that the X-rays showed a three-centimetre tear. So you know, why would I even question that, Jared? Jimmy, I, 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 like most, and and certainly plenty uh, on social media, far better qualifications around uh, what happens with a three-centimetre hamstring tear have said. Uh, one would have to significantly doubt that. But anyway, there's no doubt that he had a bit of an injury and uh, he just absolutely dominated. Brilliant performance. Savalanka is a great story as well. Speaking of great stories, let's go to Super Bowl 57. We have our combatants, the Philadelphia Eagles, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you better give us your summation, Jared, of what you've thought of the conference championship matches. Uh, you made mention of it earlier around Brock Purdy and the injury there. So he didn't quite get that game, but... The Bengals and the Chiefs, wow, it was all happening at Arrowhead. Well, yes, Jimmy, let's start with the first one. Um, yeah, the, the, the Eagles, um, uh, the Eagles 49ers, I mean, very disappointing. The 49ers have, have really been a benchmark um, uh, on, on that side of uh, the championships on the way through. And um, coming off such a strong, tough, good game, and victory over the Cowboys. I'm sure we all expected far more. Um, Purdy got busted up early. What was it? I think uh, only you know six or seven minutes into the first quarter, um, and is now likely out for um, an indefinite period of time, having having thrown his elbow uh, right out. And that clearly put 
the 49ers on the back foot. But I have to say, I was very impressed with the Eagles. I mean, their rush uh, rush offense uh, and the pressure that they did put on Purdy on that occasion and in generally um, in their general play. Uh, and as the game went on, they opened up, which on the other side of the ball, the 49ers defense had been their absolute strength. Um, all the way through the season and ended up going away with 31 points. And as you and I discussed yesterday, I mean, in that last four or five minutes, Sirianni rightly uh, played so many of his bench players so as not to have anybody injured and just wanted to run the clock down. There could have been at least one more touchdown, I thought, in that game. It could have been uh, at least 38 to seven, a very decisive uh, decisive win to the Eagles. Um and, you know, maybe they are just flying under the radar the way that they've come through. I mean, Hertz was outstanding. He's just got such quality around him, including the big fella from Bankstown. What a story he is. He yeah. is just an absolute giant, isn't he? Um, on the other side, uh, well, we ended up with just a cracking game. I think that's now, Jimmy and Tristan, the last four times the Chiefs and the Bengals have met, there's only been three points between them. Um I thought the Bengals got their chance, although they, gee, they didn't get the rub of the green on a number of occasions uh, uh, through the rundown in that game. 23 to 20, the Chiefs get through. Mahomes, uh, he's still got a bit of a limp, but he's got two weeks break. Um, great story about them and Andy Reid and what he's done there. Andy Reid now going back to a Super Bowl against his old franchise in the Eagles. Uh, down in Arizona, absolute matchup. Sirianni deserves a huge rap. He's done an enormous job with the Eagles. We've got the two teams who were the number one seeds on either side. Once again, we see the advantage of having that week off with the bye in week one. Uh, both the Eagles in particular have been very strong on the defensive side. Uh, looks a cracking matchup. And gee, the, we'll touch on the markets in a moment. They've been absolutely all over the place since Sunday night US time. Yeah, what are those markets, Tristan? Because they have they've fl- they've flipped around a fair bit, haven't they? Oh, they've they've flipped around significantly. And it was funny when um, watching the, the the game, and we we popped the Super Bowl market back up um, before the Kansas City Cincinnati game kicked off, and um, Philadelphia were at two dollars oh five at that point, and we actually laid them quite sizably at two oh five, and I was. I was happy enough because my sort of mentality was that whichever side won the match between Cincinnati and, and Kansas would probably start favourite in that game. So I, I thought 205 might be a good lay. But then the market opened with Philadelphia very, very firm. They got into as low as $1.70, which I couldn't work out why. And now we've seen the market come back towards Kansas. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about Mahomes and and how fit he's going to be and, and all those sort of parameters. But now the market sits there at $1.86 Philly, one ninety nine Chiefs, and the lines are flat one, 51 the total points. I just think this game's going to be a beauty. I think it's very, very close to a picking game at the moment. And I think whichever side's the underdog is the side I'll be happy to be with. Well, and just on that, on Sunday night in the US, um, after the second game, and we knew then it was the Chiefs coming through to play the Eagles, uh, Circus Sports, who I believe are you know a pretty sizable operation in Vegas, and will take bets up to twenty thousand dollars per play. Uh, open the market at the Chiefs minus two and a half Sunday night after the game, uh, the second game, and then within thirty minutes had that much avalanche of money that the market completely flipped for the Eagles then to be at minus two and a half, and then in the next two days it's um, got out. 
to the Eagles at minus one and a half now down to Eagles uh, minus one. Um, I personally think minus one is a great spot. I I expect that in the days leading into the Super Bowl that the money will be strong for the Eagles um, and that that minus one will end up uh, getting far warmer. So certainly my uh, my bet for next week will be the Eagles at the minus one and maybe Tristan it might be wise if I jump in now because I do think that that will move but uh, uh, yeah, we've got a keen number at 51 in the total points um, you know, both those games last week were I think uh, 46 and a half and 47 and a half so it was, it, the market's suggesting 51 here so plenty of points uh, two teams that like to attack and uh, I think the key might be the Eagles' defence. So, Tristan, do you have thoughts on the moving market? Because if Jared's keen to jump in now, I'm keen to stay out if it's going to go the way he thinks. So what do you think? Well, the, the Super Bowl is a tricky one because this game in particular, you've obviously got this uncertainty around Mahomes. Now, I think the extra week's going to help him, and, and I feel that, we saw what happened when Kansas played Cincinnati, uh, where the market shifted massively towards Kansas late when he, we, we saw the, the the positive training and, and that for, for Mahomes. Now, I can't see how he's not close to fully fit or he, he'll, he'll portray that image anyway, in, in my view. So, and then the, the X factor is what some of these big books over in America have in their futures positions. And I guess that's the key because that's the area that I haven't got the the guidance on because some of these books, if they if they're heavily weighted one way, they're going to try to balance themselves up a little bit in the in the Super Bowl. So for me, I'm not so certain the market's going to move back Philly's way. I, I think if anything, depending on on how the uh, story is portrayed with Mahomes, I, I think it might it might sort of steady or it might even move a touch back the other way. So it's it's a tricky one. There's so many different uh, different variables here, and it's a tricky one to read the Super Bowl. But uh, just on the back of what we saw against Cincinnati, um, you know, and, and Jared, I, I think it'd be it would be rude of us not to have a lunch bet in this scenario. So if you're willing to take the minus one now, I'm probably happy enough to uh, to oppose you. Absolutely, gentlemen, jump in. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't care, Tristan, what the other books look like. What's the top sport book going to look like? Because that's who, that's who <laughs> I'll be betting with. Um, and if that's the case, then I'm in as well, Jared. We're happy to take lunch from you as well. There's something. It, there's a little saying bouncing around my head like candy from a baby. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, the, you know what the difficult thing around this is? You know what, what the really big issue is? That we're going to have to wait two weeks to get it resulted. So I don't know. Do you have any markets up on the Pro Bowl at all, Tristan? Uh, I don't, I'm not certain there is a Pro Bowl now. Is there? I think they've changed it to a skills. A skills. Nah, it, yeah, it, they're playing tag. Flag. It's flag oh. footy. Oh, wow. Right. So, that's like you played rugby league for a while. Just touch, was it, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I told him we will race all those tapes. But anyway. <laughs> Maybe we could have a lunch bet on where the market moves and we can see this time next week as the market shifted one way or the other. That might be a little uh, a, a little lunch bet in, in the meantime to give us a bit of banter. Well, the, the other fun part of this is we're going to have seven days of giffies flying around everywhere before we even get to the game. Can I can I throw something at you, Jared? I know you you'll you'll probably do a deeper dive on the stats from us. Um, can I throw something at you for um, for Super Bowl Fifty Seven? Please do, Jimmy. Do you want to know Andy Reid's record as a head coach coming off a buy round? Far away. Twenty eight and four. Amazing, isn't it? 
28 and 4. That actually that might include his time as a an assistant, but 24 years he's been a head coach. Yep. Um, and he's got this incredible record coming off a buy round. So um and it also plays into the narrative around Mahomes being that much fitter. Um it's really interesting. So they've got they they pay Mahomes that much, amount of money, fifty million dollars. So you go, well, we can't keep everyone. Tyreek Hill leaves, haven't really got the the wide receiver um targets and and in a wide receiver league, and yet they get by just because Travis Kelsey is this very unique um, tight end that they go to so often and and they get themselves out of trouble. It's a, a well, and Jimmy, to your point, the, he, he's um, he's pass uh, for the first or the second um, touchdown was just you know a sideways. Yeah. Uh, he, he had to hover yeah. around in the in, in the, the pocket. Uh, you know, it was probably his third or fourth choice of where he wanted and who he wanted to hit. And then absolutely like a bullet on his chest. It was just amazing. And just on Jordan Maylata, we've talked a lot about Nick uh, Nick Bosa, right? Uh, Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know whether you saw it. I was watching because I just typed in Jordan Maylata. Like, incredible story. An old teammate that I played with at the Roosters, and and he was at the the Seagulls as well, uh, Richie K. Roos, actually coached Jordan Maylata in the under-12s, 13s, and 14s out at the Bankstown Bulls. And he said, lovely kid. Just your nicest, like literally the gentle giant. You understand why he wasn't suited to rugby league because he was just too big. He got over there, 143 kilos. They looked at him and they said, you need to put on another 20 kilos. So (laughs) um, He's now gone from this international pathways program to become the left tackle on the offensive tackle. And, you know, one of the highest paid players on the field. And the job he did on Nick Bosa late in that game, against San Francisco was incredible. They they showed it on there and he literally monstered him. And this guy, um, you know, chance to be defensive player of the year. So um good. we wish him all the best. That's a, well, it's well, such a the great... other the other key stat that we I raised last week was rookie quarterbacks uh into the championship uh the the conference championship round. You know, going into last weekend they were zero from four and one from three at actually covering the line, well, we've ended up with um, zero from five now and one from four at covering the line. It's a great stat for us to keep in mind into the years ahead. Now, the other big news out of the last couple of days, well, clearly Tom Brady is now retired and uh, this time certainly suggesting that it's all over. But we've had two very key uh, coach head coach appointments. So Sean Payton, who's been uh, waiting in the wings and talking to uh, many, many different clubs has now ended up at the Broncos. Uh, very interesting watch on what unfolds there uh, with his relationship with uh, the quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson, and that big money contract where they're, they're still absolutely ankled in for the next couple of years. Uh, and uh, DeMarco Ryan heading to the Texans. And um, there are there is a bit of scuttlebutt around that uh, maybe Peyton was actually keen about... Um, getting the job at the Texans. Uh, he ended up second choice. DeMarco Ryans, who uh, um, has history with the Texans, has been at the uh, 49ers, now heads there. Gee, there's a big rap sheet on the guy. He's a very impressive fellow. And, uh, you know, the Texans have got uh, some high draft uh selection spots um, and a great opportunity to rebuild under what looks a very impressive guy. Do we yeah, know what... Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, I, and, and I think the big thing with that as well, with with the coaching appointment, is the six year deal. Because the last couple of years, 
the, uh, the the techs and coaches haven't probably looked like they were going to be there for the long term. So I think this is a real changing of the guard. And uh, if they can find themselves a quarterback, they've, they, they 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 were competitive. They even the last game of the season, they uh, they they won it really late. They um, so I'll, I'll be very keen to see how the new uh, coaching appointment goes there. So that's interesting. So so it wasn't it was Sean Payton who's been working with uh, Fox Network uh, as as an analyst, and um, I've listened to some of his stuff. He's he's really amazing. Um, very calm the way he he plays things out. Very straightforward. But they had to do a deal with New Orleans to get him out of there because he was still under contract. So they had. They've had to give up some some um, draft picks and and all that sort of stuff, which is interesting. Um, they've got new owners too, haven't they? The Denver Broncos. I think they're some of the wealthiest owners in the league now. But uh, new well, owners. I, I think that's the uh, Walmart Walmart yes. uh, family, Jimmy. So they're they're not short of coin. And um, uh, you're right. I mean, again, a couple of the key analysts out of the US are suggesting in the last couple of days that. Um, the Broncos actually looked to have got away with this lightly that, you know, that they expected that New Orleans might have been a little, little harder on what they're actually wanting and giving up. And, you know, the key thing about Pate, he had 15 years at New Orleans. When he took over, they were an absolute basket case. And he turned them into a very, very successful operation, in particular offensively. Mm. Um, and it's going to be a very interesting watch how that unfolds at the Broncos. Um Yes, he won't be paid like most other Walmart employees. Let's put it that way, uh, Sean Payton. So. I think I think he might be paid like the Walmart family. Yes. So just confirming, we're on. I'm at plus one. You are. Right. You're on plus one, Tristan. I'm on plus one, yes. Okay, there we go. And gentlemen, uh, as the week unfolds, don't let fear hold you back next <laughs> Thursday when we get to the podcast. If you want to double up one one lunch bet this week and one lunch bet next week, um, just let me know. Oh, wow. Vociferous <laughs> is your hunger for that one. All right, let's get into some racing as well. Jared. where are you taking us this week for a racing bet? Uh, Jimmy, let's go to Sandown. Race for number one, Bernadetta. Been very impressive for Jason Warren. Its last two wins, um, I think it's run some time. It's going to be a warm price favourite, but uh, I think if we end up with the uh, uh, the top fluck option with um, with uh, Tristan, we might end up with maybe somewhere around uh, two forty, hopefully on uh, on Saturday. So Sandown race four, number one, Bernadetta, and we are starting to see some nice horses come back as we start to wind up towards this carnival. And uh, um, you seemed a little bit uh, chirpy there last Saturday afternoon, Jimmy. You had another chance of another lunch bet win, but you um, didn't want to dive in last week. Yeah, Maria Mia. Maria Mia. Um, there it was, and it's, it wins, and I'm like, gee, I'm cowardice. <laughs> I'm so cowardly at times, but anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, so, all right, Tristan, what about you? You got one for us? Oh, I don't have a tip for the weekend, but Summer Lovin' is engaged in a, tri- in a trial coming up, so let's keep all eyes on that over the next few days. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how, how she comes through. I think it might be early next week. And, uh, yeah, but there's some good racing, as Jared touched on. There's uh, The weather's been a bit funny all over the trap, so just keep an eye on the uh, the track conditions on uh, on Saturday. Got a text message from a listener the other day. He said, now, Jimmy, this is off a publication. However... Tell you what, I don't know whether he was a co-owner or not, but he was very bullish about Summer Loving winning the Golden Slipper. Thank you very much. So, have we got a price? What is the price? Yeah, I- price for Summer Loving to win the Golden Slipper. So it's good that I, that burner phone I used didn't come up on the uh, on, on the uh, 
on the, the sign there at SEN, but the um, Summer Lovin' right now is at $21 to win the Golden Slipper. So very, very wide open field, learning to fly at $5. King's Gambit, obviously, uh, interesting return there at $7. So certainly, um, if she can keep improving, um, she'll be right in there, I think. See that uh, learning to fly was very impressive. I, I must tell you a quick little story, gentlemen. A, a good mate, of, a mate of mine who owns a uh, a boutique uh, startup near Noosa, and um, uh, he uh, was involved in selecting Plundering for us and uh, Dark Chill, who I've mentioned before. Um, a, a number of months ago, he bought a Justify mare out of the US, bred and was in the US for fifty five thousand and uh, has it on his farm. Well, learning to fly is one of those rare ones by Justify at the moment and uh, went whack last weekend. And he happened to get a phone call yesterday from a very prominent stud in Australia offering him half a million. Jeez. Wow. And he said, I think we might have a conversation after the slipper. See how we go then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Well, it's either too much or not enough. Uh, we'll we'll find that out. Uh, all right, I'm going to go to Randwick, race seven. Gentlemen, the Yarraman Park Handicap. I'm going to go with number one, Remark. And now this is uh, opened at 6.50 into 4.22. So uh, comes up there on your Top Sport website as the, the mover. A uh, bit of a maligned sprue course early, but last prep started to uh, fulfil that potential. Great trial. Tim Clark should suit the Sitzel gelding and they're going to be strong up front. So I'm going to go there. I'll go with the, I don't know, with this top fluck that you get, Jared. I go for the top sport top up. Um, so I'll actually, I might do that as we speak. Here we go. I'm going to put. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, we do we do know that you seem to get a, a nice leg up when you type in under, log in under Jimmy Smith. You know, yeah. I've just gone whack, you know, with, with my $25. Um, and I've gone from, 420 up to 470 with the top sport top up. So thank you very much for that, Tristan. I am I am on for Saturday, race seven, number one remark. One, two from four first in, up and uh, uh, all important uh, though, Jimmy. We sorry to cut you off, Jerry, but we missed yeah. the staking plan. <laughs> oh yeah. No, well I'm going I'm It's hundred on the place, Tristan. I'm going on the big Georgie Rose. Thanks very much. All out. <laughs> wow, very confident there. <laughs> Hang on, just and now you've maybe second guess myself. What price? Oh, it's a dollar sixty-five. <laughs> uh, leave me out of that. Leave me out of that. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, uh, we've got things in place. The the troops are ready. They're marshaled and at the border. We're just waiting for this Super Bowl to kick off, and we're waiting for the Test series to kick off with India. We've got the the BBL final that'll be coming up on Saturday, and of course the racing as well. I reckon that's it. I reckon we're done. And Jimmy, in the weeks ahead, we're about to dive into the NRL season. We'll be doing uh, some previews as we've done in previous years, going through the teams, uh, ratings, potential top four, top eight, or those that might be down the bottom. Anyone that wants to dive into the NRL subscription, we've got a season pass, early bird offer at the website at the moment. So uh, jump in. I know you signed up last week, Jimmy. Thanks very much for sending that through. And um, looking forward to the season. I think there might be a couple of teams at the top of the table I like, and I think there's three or four at the bottom of the table that might struggle. Yeah, any word from Tristan, who uh, just looking at the Top Sport website, I see as the wagering partner of the Gold Coast Titans. Yes, I'm just, I'll be holding my breath because uh, <laughs> I know the uh, the 
lunch bets involving the Titans proved very, very costly last, <laughs> last season. So I'll be hoping that they're not in that bottom three that Jared's alluding to. But time will tell. The, uh, the boys are very confident. They haven't missed a tackle yet this season. They've, uh, they're, they're very, very fit. So uh, we'll see how the, the top sport Titans go. Tristan, I did have a look at the website uh, over last weekend, and I actually thought that the Titans' price to uh, make the top eight look very generous. Ooh, that's, that's music to my ears. So hopefully Jimmy's on the other wavelength, and then we'll have plenty of lunch bets early in the season. <laughs> it's interesting when your sponsorship costs you twice, right? <laughs> you pay for the sponsorship, and then you pay for it through the lunch bets. But yeah, uh, it's anyway. like, like, like racehorses. Exactly, exactly. All right, gents, um, big weekend coming up. Bigger weekend the following weekend with the Super Bowl, but enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.